What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. This is Chevy here. As always, you guys can follow me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Give us a follow at Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter as well. The NBA has all eyes on it at this time. Since March Madness is over, you guys can catch us on Views from the Baseline with Cody and John. I was with those guys earlier talking about the wrap-up of the tournament. But we are here with the NBA crew. Robbie, Gabe, they're back on this episode. Did you guys miss me last week? You know I did an episode without you. I think the real question here is... Did you miss us? Yeah, there we go. I don't know. I think that doesn't know. You know, my guess guess that I shouldn't be having two Heat fans on the show. He's like, I I should take the place of one of them. And why is that? Because the Magic fan? Is that why? Yeah, but he also said on Twitter that we should convert you, but I don't think that's going to ever happen, right? Well, see, that's the problem. He's a Magic fan, so... <laughs> but, you know. All right, well, I'm going right, to right, right, book right. another vacation then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... It, it was... it was. I almost felt like DeMarcus Cousins, you know? That was almost going to be my mood at first until Robbie gave me a great NBA mood. I did give you a shout out on that, though. But I almost picked DeMarcus Cousins last week because I felt a little lonely. Like, I didn't have a team. I saw LaMarcus Aldridge get signed. I saw Andre Drummond get signed. Blake Griffin. But what about me? You know? So, I almost used that. I'll, I'll tell you guys that. Does that explain, you know, that I miss you guys enough? All right. Well, we'll accept it. Uh, I almost felt like DeMarcus Cousins, who ironically got signed like a day or two after. I didn't even know he was on the team until, that. like, yeah. I was glad he's back. Until the highlights last night. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> didn't even know he was playing yet. Yeah, man. It was it was fun. Shout out to uh, Steven from the closeupmagic.com. He's a great guest. Uh, yeah, lo- love that guy, man. R- big big magic fan for sure. <laughs> we we are uh leading the charge for for the tank for some guys that I watched in in the, the uh, March Madness tournament. So, uh hopefully that can happen here, but um you know guys, I actually want we got too late into the episode and discussed our NBA mood this time. Let's get it right. We're, we'll discuss it up front here. Um you know, my mood, I'll go first though. So my mood is, because I want to like clarify this before I name the player. My mood is, is this, this player that it's only his on court play, not outside of, of basketball or the NBA court <laughs> because he's in the shit with like a lot of social media stuff. And, oh, you boy. know, you guys know who this is, you know. I feel like Kevin Durant. Oh, God. <laughs> now, only when it comes to basketball, because I watch Kevin Durant, a rusty Kevin Durant, half-ass a game last night against the Pelicans. It still looked pretty fucking good. When I half-ass work, when I half-ass anything, it's still fucking good. That's the way I feel about myself sometimes. Okay, like, humble brag. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look at something and be like, man, I gave 70% of this, right? I'm like, this is pretty fucking good. I wonder if what happens if I give 110%. Then you look at the competition and you're like, damn, like, you guys are giving 100%. I only gave 60. Sometimes I feel like that. I, I would say most of the times, Robbie, it's not an everyday thing. Sometimes I, you know, I feel down about myself. I'm not good enough. I have those human vibes, but most of the time I feel like Kevin Durant. Like, motherfuckers, what's up? Yeah, I haven't played basketball in two months, but here I am. You know, 70%. I didn't think, I don't know. I'm sure he didn't shoot that last night, but. I think it's possible. So, yeah, that's my NBA move. Kevin Durant returning. Chevy, how many burner accounts do you have? Be honest. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's why I said <laughs> only on the court. I had to, like, 
I almost ditched him not being my NBA move because of that. I'm Who not gonna are you fighting with in the DMs? <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with with some quote unquote actor, I, as ESPN I, calls him. I could not like <laughs> they really couldn't find anything else to label this man as. We'll just save it because we're gonna talk more about it. But we will oh talk. About it. Who, Robbie? Welcome back. Who, who's who is your mood? Describe your mood. Ooh. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Up until last night, late last night. I didn't have an NBA mood, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to pull a Gabe and be like, I don't That's have me. one. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, eight <laughs> seconds left in overtime in the Jazz Suns game. The one, the only. Chris Paul was at the line to hit the game-winning free throw to seal it. But nope, no, no, no. Rudy Gobert has a problem with his contact. He walks over to the sideline, gets some contact lens solution, and very, very casually strolls back to the court, right to his spot next to Jay Crowder, <laughs> and then puts his contact back in his eye. And look, did he have to take that long walking back to the court and wait till the very last possible second to put the contact back in his damn eye? Probably not. But here's the deal. As someone who wears contacts, there is nothing worse than putting on a contact that is too dry or putting on a contact backwards. And look, if you have the opportunity to ice the shooter, especially when the shooter is Chris Paul, who does shit like this all the time, to give your chance, to give yourself and your team a chance to stay in the game, I mean, you got to do it. You got to respect that level of pettiness. You really do. And and frankly, I think we need more fuckery like this in the NBA. So shout out to Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I felt for that sure. in my soul. That was, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, sounds like he half-assed a little bit there too, Robbie. So he half-assed a little bit. No, you no, know? no. I he, saw a lot of did. effort there. He was making sure that his contact <laughs> was very moist. <sighs> Rudy Gobert, man. You know, it... Hmm. And listen, it, putting, I mean, on, putting your contact back on without, like, having a mirror to check it out, it's, it's hard. It's tough work. I've kind of perfected that, though. Like, I don't need a mirror. I don't ever do that. Oh, yeah, both I have contact? two. Yeah. Yeah, Gabe, you know. I'm just asking. I didn't know. I didn't know. Shabby, I didn't know you were. I didn't know either one of you were contacts. I've been blind since, like, the age of six, um, man. I'm really? I'm also blind as a bat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. I've been wearing glasses since, like, that old, and I'm 30 now. So, yeah, I've been... And then I got contacts like I was probably like around age thirteen. So yeah, dang, you learn something new every day. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, LASIK <laughs> is something that I will consider because, quite frankly, it's it's a pain in the ass, just like how she described it. It's perfect. That's a good move, though. You know for sure. Okay. You just let's nonchalantly just put our fucking contacts on and just <laughs> watch Chris Paul get iced for a second here, and they still so lost the game. I know, I know. It didn't work, but I you got to respect it. You got to respect it. He was like even have like Jay Crowder was pro, you know, I saw them they were standing next to each other and Jay Crowder was talking to him. I wonder if like, you know, Jay Crowder had questions like, "Hey man, what are you doing? What what contact lens solution are you using? How are you going to get this in your eye without dropping it without a mirror?" Cuz I've done that shit before. I've perfected it without a mirror. But there have been times where, like, drunk Robbie or just woke up in the morning Robbie will be like, oh, I don't need a mirror, but where the fuck is my contact? It's, like, on my toe. Mm. Oh, man. You know, yeah, that's true. 
I perfected it without a mirror, even to the point where wifey's like, oh my god, how can you do that? I'm like, well, because it's been like half my life I've been doing this. It's because you, you, know? you only have to put 70% effort in everything you do, right, Chevy? Uh, I mean, not always, because you put 70% in the wrong time, and someone, some motherfucker beats you, and they put 100 mm can't be losing to that. But, um, I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Not all the time, Robbie. Sometimes. You know. Hey, Kevin. Chevy Durant. Thanks. You know, arguably the second best player in the NBA right. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. So, Rob, we've gave plenty of time to this man named Gabe over here oh, you go. Uh, to pick a mood. So, let's just roll the t- Gabe, come on. I got you, bro. We yeah. gave you plenty you. of time. We even bothered you and hassled you earlier. Drum roll. I got you. So, let me just start by saying before we, I went on vacation, I would complain to you guys about how I was so sick of my damn job. I was sick of the routine, just bored out of my mind. It was getting my goddamn nerves. So, my mood is Paul Pierce. Yes. So, 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 check it out. Obviously, so my boy filmed himself with some big booty chicks in the background twerking and just cheeks all over the place. Real good time in the keys, huh? I mean, playing poker, smoking a blunt, whatever he was smoking, he was having a good time. And, uh, you know, ESPN saw that video. They released him the next day. But Paul Pierce's mood the next day was even better. He was like, good morning. Like, I'm free. So maybe he planned it. Who knows? If he was tired of ESPN, maybe he was working too much. He wanted to be Stephen A. Smith. But he felt relieved. That's how I was. I feel like I, I, I left the routine. You know, I had a vacation. It was relaxing. I'd have to think about getting up at 6.30 every freaking morning, driving for an hour and a half to work in terrible traffic. It was delightful. So, you know, I'm going to sing with Paul Pierce. I hate the bastard, but kudos to him now. Maybe he's parlayed this firing into a bigger contract somewhere else. Fox News, Barstool Sports. He's looking at you guys. Wow. I you am... know, that was good. Go I'm sorry, Robbie. No, 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 go ahead. That's all I had to say. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy somebody picked Paul Pierce. I had here in my notes, if no one picks Paul Pierce, ask why. Because here's the deal. Gabe, Gabe was on vacay mood all last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm like thinking like, okay, there's a possibility that he, you know, compares himself to Paul Pierce. Absolutely. And then you, Chevy, were out here sending pics of tequila bottles on Easter Sunday <laughs> in, the, in the group chat. And I was like. I was? Yeah. Was you oh. that drunk? Wow, I didn't remember that either. Damn. Okay. Hold up. Oh, I, had, I have I it had right here. Margarita. Scroll up. Every, everybody go in the... You had one margarita? Well, I have a picture here <laughs> that you sent us. I'm pulling it up. it up right now. <laughs> right now. I mean, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying it was one margarita. And shit, bro. What are you doing drinking on Easter Sunday? What's wrong with you? It's a picture of a tequila bottle. A margarita mixer. And then it mm-hmm. says, and on the third day, thou shall have margaritas. <laughs> so I'm thinking on, maybe guys. Chevy <laughs> will say Paul Pierce was his NBA mood. Oh, man. <sighs> man. Look, going back really quick to this this mood, it, it's so it was so fitting, Robbie. I was like, Gabe hat. Hey, just to tell the people full transparency, we don't we don't discuss this at all. And this is the moment we all find out what our moods are. You know, it's not like oh hey, I'm picking so I'm kind of so I was like, away. 
it, well, it was a good prediction for me because I, I would I wanted to hear you say it because I was like, man, what if Gabe just spin this whole Paul Pierce thing to be his mood? And then on top of that, because he just came off vacation, so oh. um, and then on top of that, you're close to age and Paul Pierce anyway, so you know. Right. Okay, calm down, calm down. I think he's what forty, maybe forty one. He's forty three. I'm not bad. He's forty three. No. <laughs> <laughs> going, back to, going back to the the Sunday tequila stuff, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's midday. I mean, on a Sunday, like, you know, okay. You guys don't have like a like a beer or something, or you know, beer. Oh, we all have a little bit of Paul Pierce in us, guys. I know we oh, do. Sure, no doubt. You know, Sunday afternoon, you know, fun Sunday fun day. Like, what happened? Easter Sunday fun day, man. But yeah, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. So, does your wife drink with you? Because mine's doesn't. She, she did. She she because okay. So Saturday, she made the the round in the evening. Mm-hmm. We just we just had one man. You know we were at home. It was, it was a little chillier outside, so we're like, nah, we'll stay in. And um, she made that, and then I was like, hey, you know, I offer on on. You know, I was like, hey, would you? She was like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm like, all right, cool. So yeah, I mixed one for her too, man. Nice. See, I wish I had that because mine hates liquor, so I got to drink with her sister. I hope she's not listening. But- <laughs> You, you're gonna get well, put in the doghouse tonight. <laughs> the shooter pass podcast has turned into a tell-all. Professional. <laughs> We've turned into a tell-all about our uh, drinking habits here. Um, no, nah, I mean you know, not good for you though. You know, you know, just a just one, just one on a Sunday, midday Sunday. And, you know, you take a little nap with with you know with with my son, and and I wake up and enjoy. Um, <laughs> The women's tournament. The women's tournament, you know, had some actually we went over to my parents' house after that and we had um we took a nap and then we went to my parents, had some food, and then I watched the women's uh final or the championship game. So That was fun. That was a It was fun a good game. Sunday. It was. Yeah. Even the the whole final four for you know, we talked about this a couple nights ago with the guys and um yeah, it was great guy. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Robbie, by the way, congratulations. For what? The bracket. The bracket you, oh, you know, yeah! you, you told oh us you God, won your I bracket. Yeah, so I submitted a couple of brackets. Well, I'm going to be honest, okay? Audio Man submitted a couple of brackets on my behalf. Nice. Um, He wrote this code that simulates like 10,000 game. I don't know what the fuck. Some nerdy shit that he does that's amazing. And one of the brackets won, and it was mine. (laughs) So I won some money. (laughs) Shout out to Audio Man. Uh, I won some money. And, um, you know, I'm going to probably buy some shoes, and I'm really excited about that. Nice. I've never won a bracket before, so I feel That's like I'm very smart, and I know about college basketball. And Hell yeah. How did, y'all do, how did y'all do in your brackets? Uh, after play. Gonzaga lost. Uh, not so good. Not so good. I mean, you know, Cody won the uh, baseline times one. Oh, he did? But, nice. um. What was interesting is that Cody picked Texas to go to the Final Four, and he still won, won the bracket challenge. So Damn. what does that say about the other brackets in the pool? And the thing is, he picked a lot. I think what's important is the round of 64 and 32, because if you can get majority of that right, even if you do kind of you know taper off into the Final Four, you get a lot of your points up front there. That's where Cody beat us. He beat us in the second round, the round of 32. So, yeah. Good show. Good show. Shoot or pass. All right. It is time for another round of the shoot or pass. You guys know the drill. I will read a statement. If we agree, we will shoot. If we disagree, we will pass. 
Speaking of, tipping off with a bang, Nikola Jokic is the most disrespected player in the league today, Robbie, shooter pass. By the refs? Absolutely. I'm shooting one of Jokic's uh, famous hook shots for this one. Mm. I saw this one stat mm. that said Joel Embiid, who is his biggest competition in the race for MVP, you know, because they're both big men, has taken 37 free throws in the two games, in the first two games he came back from injury, while Jokic had taken 33 free throws in 11 games dating wow. back to March 17th. Joel is taking, he averages 11.8 free throws a game to the 4.8 that Jokic takes. Now, there's something to be said for the argument that comparing Jokic to Embiid as players doesn't exactly make sense, right? Because Joel's MO is getting to his spot and either scoring or drawing the foul and then scoring from the free throw line. Or as Gabe calls it, dominate, dominate. But either way, the fact that this guy has played 48 minutes without getting to the line once while his counterparts are getting to the line constantly is a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Shooter pass, Gabe. Yeah, shoot. I feel like the only people who are saying that are casual fans. I mean, we know Jokic puts up McDonald's numbers. If you don't know what McDonald's numbers means, they sell a shitload of food. They made millions of dollars. <laughs> He's putting up big, big boy numbers. And I saw Nick Wright also call him a pretend superstar. Like, Nick Wright should be ashamed of himself. Like, dude, you don't watch sports. Do you not see what Jokic does on a regular basis? He is the team. He is the Nuggets. Like, the rebounds, assists, playmaker, he shoots. Like, like what is going on? Two fans know Jokic is about that modern NBA life. It's the casuals and the people who don't know about Denver Nuggets basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> Like, I just don't understand, like, NBA fans sometimes. And uh, I'm going to shoot with this, by the way. But, like, Nikola Jokic, to me, I'm almost so close to saying that this team can be successful, you know, with him and Murray as the only two All-Stars. Like, even if you add, like, a third All-Star to the mix here, it just makes things even sweeter. Like, it's like a guaranteed deadlock of, like, yeah, this is the team in, in the Western Conference or, or one or two or three of them that definitely can win a championship, right? Like. Jokic is has the playmaker aspect. You know, he's kind of like the MB. Like, you know, Gabe, we talk about MB 30 and 20, right? Yeah. Like, Jokic can do that, but at the same time, like, his skill set also involves a little bit more of the passing game. Um, I'm, you know, Robbie, and for you, I'm very close to, to giving him the nod of, like, MVP in, in this race, depending on yep. how they finish this season. Mm-hmm. Seven games in a row they have won as of us recording this. I love the Aaron Gordon addition, uh, as yeah. you guys heard last week. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, people are like, oh, well, he doesn't make them a contender, blah, blah, blah. He do- it doesn't have to be another all-star that you put in. Like, why do you have to put – it's not a James Harden situation. Like, James Harden's going to go to the Brooklyn and join two other guys, right? But, like, at the same time, it's like you don't have to have Nicole Jokic and bring a James Harden in. Like, why would you want to screw that up for? Like, anyway, so, yes, Nick Wright dead wrong about this. I think across the board, he's disrespected. Referees, free throws, Mm -hmm. major media, whatever the case may be. To me, this is what gives Nikola Jokic the edge over Joel Embiid in the MVP race, is the fact that he is still able to put these numbers up, and he's not even getting to the free throw line, and he's getting beat up in the post and not getting the calls. So, I mean, 
he brings he brings the value to the team that I think kind of surpasses Joel Embiid a little bit. I mean, it, it, even if we throw some more fuel to the fire here, is that you know if you guys go to StatMuse.com, they're gonna tell you who averages the most assists per game by a center in a season. It's Nicole Jokic. I mean, and he and he's on this list multiple times in the top ten um, here on the list, you know, per season next to Will Chamberlain. He leads for this season right now. He's number one. He has 8.7 assists per game, which is the best by a center in a season. The next two slots, Wilt has 8.6 and 7.8. Guess who's again in the uh, fourth slot? Nicole Jokic. The fifth slot, Nicole Jokic. I mean, yeah, I think I think MVP, man. MVP is knocking at the door. I think so now more so because of also Embiid had some time off due to injury, so he might have passed him a little bit, but. You know, we we got to see where they finish in our records because we know the MVP is an individual award, but they always judge it based on where your team is at. So, yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll keep we'll keep pushing. We'll we'll talk about Nicola for sure because it, and then you know what, guys, it's cool to see the big man the big man get a race into it. You know, mm-hmm. if we haven't beaten Jokic, I'm happy with it. I'm cool with it. Me too. They're they're both deserving, in my opinion. So, but this last stretch is definitely going to be interesting here until you know up up until May for sure. Um, let's talk about the Eastern Conference team here. Uh, Kendrick Perkins is right. <laughs> Jason Tatum has the body language and energy level of an underpaid player, even though he just signed that five-year, $195 million rookie extension. Gabe, let you go for a shooter pass. Hey, it's the Celtics. Yay. Woo-hoo. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to shoot, but I'm going to say he's probably mad because Brad Stevens is his coach. And the Celtics, they haven't made any real moves to compete in the East. I mean, what have they done? I know they signed some guys, maybe, but it's like they're still the same team. You know what I mean? Like, Philly's gotten better. Um, uh, who else is on top of the East? Drawing a blank. Brooklyn's there. Brooklyn's there. Philly's there. Milwaukee's there. I got to throw the heat in there. You know, not for buying. Charlotte's it's technically there. Charlotte, too. But I feel like they're, they made lateral moves, and it's like, you keep hearing about Brad Stevens. Oh, he's the coach of the future. He's this next big thing. He's never shown us yet. Like, like what's going on? So he's probably just looking around his surroundings like, wait, damn, we got the same team. And Kim Walker's not that dude. I'm playing with Jalen Brown, who's also pretty good, but it's like, it's not enough. And we, we've talked at nauseum about their bigs and how they're short and they can't do much. Uh, Robert Williams is good, but he gets in foul trouble a lot. We saw that Embiid ragdolled him when he played him. So, you know, he has to learn to control himself, you know, on the defensive end. But, yeah, I feel like he's just bored or he just realizes that his team is not good enough to compete with the, the Giants. And he's on the NBA for that matter. Right, right. How about you, Robbie? Yeah, I'm going to shoot here, too, and I'll piggyback off of everything Gabe said. Excellent points. I mean, this season has been a bit of a train wreck for the Celtics, as we've discussed plenty of times. The blame of course, falls primarily on Danny Ainge and the guys he missed out on bringing to Boston to help Jason out. And he, and Kendrick is right. When you watch Jason Tatum on the field, a lot of the times, all he's doing on the offensive end is dribbling around for 20 seconds and chucking a three or going for the mid-range shot because he can't get past his defenders. There's a lack of urgency on his part a lot of the time. He has a lot of slow starts. Uh, I think that, you know, a lot of that contributes to the fact that he doesn't have the pieces around him. 
to to help him out a bit. But if Jason wants to be that number one guy, he's going to need to adapt and evolve accordingly in spite of everything that's going on around him. He needs to get to the rim more. He needs to move the ball around and he needs to. Facts, facts. You know, um, so I was going to come out firing again. But I'm just tired of talking about Boston every week in the same game. We're like a broken record, Gabe, honestly. Uh, but so I'll give you my first take about this. I'll pass on this. And I'll jokingly say, half jokingly say, that he, he's more or less disappointed in Danny Ainge. That's what his body language is, is showing. His disappointment of like the underwhelming season that this team is having. Not necessarily the money part of it. So I'll say that. Um, but, you know, last year, guys, Tommy Freeze Pops was on this show, and he brought a good point up that we just traditionally don't see guys like under 25 really take a team. And especially you have two of them, Jalen Brown and, well, I guess I, I don't know how, how old Jalen Brown is, but, um, you know, Jalen Brown and, and, and Tatum, very young guys. Well, Jalen Brown's 24. So, yeah, they're under 25, right? You just don't see these guys go into situations and we'll talk about uh, another young guy here in, in our next bullet point, but you don't see young guys go in, take a team and win the championship, you know, two or three seasons in when they're 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and you know, all the way up until their late twenties is where they really hit their prime. Right. And where we see the success for them. That's the only hanging point that Danny Ainge has on right now. <laughs> you know, uh, do you wait it out? Do you wait for Brooklyn to take their two or three years and, and, and have their success and then, Guys either retire or split up, you know. Do you wait for Toronto to phase out? Do you wait for Giannis to get tired of losing to Milwaukee? You know, it's all these scenarios. Danny Ainge might make us eat our words, Gabe, and maybe in a couple more years. That's the only hanging point that we really have for Boston that might be like, all right, well, we'll be patient. You're right. They locked Jalen Brown into a long-term contract as well as as Jason Tatum. So, I mean, obviously that's, that's your core. Let me just say, the thing about waiting is that, let's say if you do wait, just because you may assume that Brooklyn or other teams may break up, another team can just, you know, jump ahead of you again. Let's say the Heat, for example, they can grab players from all different players, you know, different teams, and they can be the next super team. Or whatever, Toronto, it doesn't matter. Any team can do that. So them waiting around, if that is the plan, it's a bad one because the next team can just do the same thing what the Brooklyn Nets just did. So you, you'll be waiting there forever, and it'll never happen. Right. Yeah, no, I was playing devil's advocate with yeah, that one, but no, I'm on I'm on the same page with you with that one because uh, you know I, I feel like our next blood point will will prove that absolutely. Uh, considering that the Phoenix Suns appear to be the real deal in the West, it will take more than just making the playoffs for this season to be considered a success for them. Robbie, shoot or pass? I'm gonna say shoot. I mean, especially after last night. If I'm a player on that Suns roster, if I'm a Suns fan. I'm not looking to just make the playoffs. I'm thinking championship or bust. Would it be a complete failure of a season if they lost to, say, Luka and the Mavs in the first round? No, because a lot of this team is comprised of young players who have not seen any playoff action yet. But this team is a fucking squad. I mean, top 10 offense and defense, Mm -hmm. a veteran leader who has, I mean, Chris Paul just has this ability to elevate instantly elevate all the players around him a couple of young stars a deep rotation a good coach a front office that is willing to make moves they just beat the best team in the league 
could have probably done it without going to overtime too. I mean, watch out for the Phoenix Suns, y'all. Facts, facts. I got to agree, mm-hmm. Gabe. Shoot or pass? I'm going to say shoot. However, however, Chris Paul is their leader. Now, I say that because his record in the playoffs is 53 and 56. His mm. appearances, one conference final appearance. That's not good. So, obviously, you would think his leadership is going to come in handy when they need it most, but he has to let Booker and Aiton and maybe even Macau Bridges, you know, take the reins and lead them to victory. Chris Paul could be the guy who could have maybe a few big games in the playoffs and they'll be fine. But these young guys are the ones who really have to, you know, you know, pull their weight and show out. So um, it's, it's always going to be a wait and see approach to Chris Paul because of all the things I just mentioned about his playoff appearances and his record. So, you know, I, ha- I have to wait and see. But, yes, Robbie mentioned a lot of great points, great team, rotation, coach, everything. Everything's there for them to win the title. Now, if he does it, I say he pulls a KD and chase that ring. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to shoot with you guys. They're all great points. The one I want to tack on to that and mention is that, you know, to go hand-in-hand hand with Boston is Devin Booker, drafted by the Phoenix Suns, 13th pick in the 2015 draft. They go get DeAndre Ayton, number one pick, right, And two years ago. So he's the young buck of this group. He's 22 years old. Devin Booker, very young, 24 years old. And guys, you know, I hate to do this, but I think we all three had a, a general agreement that last year, I think it was, I don't know, sometime in the summer, that Devin Booker would be out and demand a trade from Phoenix. And we also didn't really have high hopes for a future in Phoenix at all. Here we are, and we flipped the script. I remember that conversation, and I'm really proud of what the, the Suns organization has done. <clears throat> Orlando Magic. Um, you know, if you look at what they did, they they went through the draft. Now, Mikael Bridges is another guy that's that's in the mix. We saw him in the bubble. You know, a very young guy, 24 years old as well. Uh, you know, he, he was drafted. Uh, I believe he was traded uh, either after the draft or on draft night, if I'm not mistaken, or, you know, one or the other. So another guy picked up through, you acquired through trades or drafts. Young guy. Uh, another guy that Dario Saric, uh, he's another young guy, um, 27 years old. I mean, not that young. Um, you look at the, the rest of the roster here. Bay Crowder? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was going to get the Jay Crowder here in just a second. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton and Booker, you're two young stars, mm-hmm. up-and-coming stars. Chris Paul, you add them to the mix. You trade for You take a chance on Chris Paul, right? Etuan Moore, Langston Galloway. These are just household names that you, you just know if you're an NBA fan. Shooters, they can defend at least. Cameron Payne. That's the roster right now. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns. The way that they constructed this roster, though, man, it's just, uh, like, why why don't other NBA franchises just look and just pay attention? Like, <clears throat> Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Like, yes, you're two Danny. young guys. Like, you, do you see where I'm going with this, guys? Like, Danny Ainge. Yep. <laughs> you said look, you don't want to talk about the Celtics anymore. Look, but look what's and going on here. And you're still talking about the Celtics. <laughs> no, I had to tie them. I had to tie these two bullet points in, though. Mm-hmm. And then you go out in free agency this summer. You not only cr- trade for Chris Paul, but you get a quality guy in Jay Crowder. Like, Jay Crowder going to any other team like the Cleveland Cavaliers on a big contract would have pissed me off. I miss off. Jay Crowder. It would have pissed me off. <laughs> but Jay Crowder saw, saw it. He saw it. Mm-hmm. And so you go out and you secure that. Man, that's how you build an NBA team. If I really want to talk more shit about the Boston Celtics to and tie that in, you know, we could talk about <laughs> Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz draft Rudy Gobert. 
draft Rudy Gobert. Uh, what what uh, draft pick was he? Uh, the twenty seventh. Uh, was he? I forgot what draft pick he was. But anyways, the point is, young guy again. You know, he's not old. He's twenty eight. He's he's hit. So the Utah Jazz are growing up. That's the thing about this guy. Is Utah Jazz are growing up. He was picked twenty uh, seventh overall. Donovan Mitchell. You guys know what position he was taken at? Thirteenth. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they're not. So these teams aren't like lottery teams. Like they're not like top five. That's the thing. Is that like, I just don't get it, man. But yeah, that was that was what I wanted to add on to the Phoenix Suns and praise their success because they they did it to me in a way that just makes sense and just. But the playoffs just are just not good enough with Chris Paul. They they need to. I don't know, guys. Let me just quiz you guys though. What's like, what's considered successful though? Is it finals or bust? No, she said. I think finals are bust. This is a team that can do it. They can is it really it. finals or bust? Like, I well, mean, we, we offense, need man, we. This is this needs to be an extension of the Bubble Suns. I need mm-hmm. them to just go undefeated. I'm kidding. That's kind of <laughs> nuts, but. Yeah, I mean this team. This team is showing that they're capable of doing way more than just making the playoffs. So, and you know, uh, it, going right. back to going back to what you said, yes, I think we all were like, you know what, maybe Devin, maybe with the way the Sun season was going last season, we were all mm-hmm. thinking, you know what, maybe Devin Booker does request a trade, and then they went undefeated in the bubble, and <laughs> they haven't really looked back since. Yeah, I like it though. I like it. I like, I like it. I like it. All right. It sucks to say it, but the season is officially over for the Charlotte Hornets. Robbie Shooter Bass. I'm going to go shoot here, and it's very unfortunate because this was a very fun team to watch. It kind of came out of left field. We didn't really know what to expect with LaMelo Ball. Um, He may or may not be done for the season. Uh, Gordon Hayward's going to be out for like a month. Surprise. No surprise there, really. (laughs) Uh, heat killer Malik Monk is out for a couple of weeks too, and <laughs> the fact that there's like little to no separation in seeding from the fourth through tenth seeds in the Eastern coast. Conference playoff picture, we could very well see these guys sliding down to the tenth spot. Um, not sure if they get below that. And look, if the Hornets at least make the play-in tournament, this season is a is a success for them because last season's Hornets were bad. The problem is that without the three players I just mentioned, this Hornets team looks a lot more like last season's bad mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. Shoot or pass, Gabe. Yeah, I agree. Shoot. And um, since Ball went down with this injury, you know, they've been 6-3 and three since that injury, but they really need him. Gordon Hayward, of course, he is also the veteran on the team, and, you know, they can use his presence. But the guy's always injured. Like we predicted when Jordan, uh, yeah, when Jordan got him on the team, we scratched our heads. But I feel like you have to have Lonzo Ball on that team because Draymond Green even said it. This, this guy's a problem. You know, he does everything. He's all over the floor. He's a playmaker. He's flashy to watch. You know, I actually liked him. I was like, damn, I didn't know he was actually this good. Shit, I would have drafted him. But Hold um, up. did you just say Lonzo? Hold on, are you engineering a little? I'm sorry, Lamelo, Lamelo, I'm sorry, Lamelo, Lamelo. Oh, I was gonna yeah, say, sorry, whoa, sorry. what are you conspire? Another conspiracy theory all from Gabe all right these, now? All these balls look alike. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, you really need him to make some noise, and you know, in the playoffs, I just feel like if they remain where they're at right now, fourth in the East, their best is a second round exit, and if and especially if Hayward is still out. But you can't really depend on that guy. 
So, yeah, I would say the season is over because you really need another ball, and Hayward's unpredictable. Yeah, it, it's it's the worst four weeks for him to be out. They, I think they're estimating four weeks for him. So, you know, it, it all it all depends. It, you know, it, it, this month is really important, guys. I, it's really, really important because we're, we're getting to play in tournament, what, mid-May, so you really have about a month left of this season. And things can quickly change for certain teams in, you know, a span of a couple weeks. Like, you could go on a seven-game win streak if you're the Denver Nuggets and, you know, change things up in the Western Conference. Now you're top four, you know? And then the Eastern Conference is, you know, anything outside of, like, the third, the, the top three spots, pretty much, yep. is not a lock. You know, Brooklyn, Philly, and Milwaukee will finish up there. And then you have a huge drop-off where the Bucks lead the fourth spot by nine games. Uh, I'm sorry, by six games as we're, we're talking about this. So, yeah, I mean, I, I it, it does suck. I, I'll shoot with it because they could have been a fun playing tournament team, which they might still be able to capture if the Raptors don't make too much of a noise. And um, you won't see the Orlando Magic up there because they need to tank. <laughs> Michael Jordan is going to take this personally. <laughs> he has to he has to i mean and the man. hornets are gonna be like the equivalent of the suns next season that's my hot take i hope so you know because Me too it's funny with this i, I was gonna mention now that i thought about it is if you looked at teams that they're just like you're like well what's going on they're head scratchers like the the timberwolves like 30 13 and 39 like who, who suits up and and wants to be that bad, like night after night? Like who's on that roster? You know. Then you look at a team like the Houston Rockets that has been a dumpster fire all year. So we, clearly we we've covered them plenty enough. Then the Eastern Conference is the Detroit Pistons. Like after like Blake Griffin was the biggest news for the Detroit Pistons, and he's not even on that roster anymore. Mm-hmm. Would you guys? Like, well, you know, we talked about Jeremy Grant too. So, but in a riot. You know, and the Orlando Magic can get categorized there. We don't have, we officially don't have an all star at all. <laughs> so, Chuma Okuchi, that's your all, that's your all star right there. That's your big Chum. You're right, but to see, you know, Robbie, to see teams graduate out of that that shit zone. Let's just call it the shit zone for today. <laughs> I know it's, I know it's our uh, bottom feeders on on another day, but the shit zone. When you're out of that zone, it's that's nice where Gabe likes to hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On demand, right? On mm-hmm. demand. That's a little what inside I do, baby. joke. Old times a day. We Four. learn something new every day from Gabriel Lloyd, guys. Like we he really said. do. All right, three, three and a half. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> My bad. <clears throat> Let's get professional here. Oh yeah, we we are so fucking professional. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something that may or may not been professional. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder has become a not so great investment for the Los Angeles Lakers. Robbie, let you go for a shooter pass on this one. Okay, first of all, did you guys see how he got like WWE the other night? <laughs> he looked like a fucking rag doll. That was funny. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna go shoot here. Uh, not every move can be a home run hit for Rob Palenka and Clutch Sports. Combine that with not anticipating the losses of LeBron and AD for an extended period of time and not having much cap. Well, I guess they kind of knew they weren't going to have a lot of cap flexibility. Dennis is not playing up to expectations. And, you know, hands are a little tied here. 
Um, you can't just unload this guy. Um, he also turned down a four-year, $84 million extension. Yeah, and just saw Drew Holiday get uh, paid up to, like, $160 yeah. million. Lakers aren't going to pay anything close to that. So, I mean, in retrospect, did they fuck up by not giving up THT as part of a deal to bring Kyle Lowry over at the trade line? I say that because the other night, after the Lakers-Raptors game, LeBron and AD walked over to chat with Kyle. And it wouldn't surprise me if LeBron said, let me leave you a little clutch sports business card, Kyle. Call me. (laughs) Tampering motherfucker. Mm. Shoot a pass, Gabe. Yeah, shoot. I mean, the only thing the Lakers are better with shoulders on the court, they're six points better when he's on the court opposed to when he's off of it. Other than that, like, what do you do to turn out an $84 million extension? Like, the the mitigated gold. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Like, dude, really? You're you're average at best. And that's why these owners get in trouble because they continually overpay for these guys based on name or, I guess, potential when the guy's actually hot garbage. So, and I'm pretty sure, you know, they probably offered that extension because LeBron was like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to play with Schroeder. Shabazz Napier enters the chat. Every time LeBron says something, oh, let's go get this guy. Oh, let's re-sign him. LeBron wants him to stay here. Like, that's the way to conduct business. This guy is average at best. Let him walk. You should be thrilled he turned that extension. Like, do not sign this guy again. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to go ahead and um, pass on it too because like you said, Robbie, sometimes you, you hit or miss, right? You can't get it right all the time. And then for me, honestly, I feel like Dennis Shooter was just one of those like, you know, he's just here for the moment type of thing. Just, you know, come do what you do. We go try to get this chip, try to get broad number five. It happens. All right, cool. You got a ring now. You see Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. I mean, these guys are all just chilling, hanging out on other teams. McGee's back in Denver. That's awesome. He's, he can basically have a long, you know, postseason. Likewise, Dwight with Philly, who has the best record out in the Eastern Conference. And then, um, you know, it... <laughs> The whole Avery Ratchet situation didn't work out pretty good for him. Um, uh, uh, Danny Green, too, another guy that's out there, you know. So I I think I compare him a little bit to that because it's like, okay, well, whatever. You don't sign the extension. Um, He's a journeyman. That's what he is. He's he's just – my thing is maybe this sets up that Kyle Lowry deal expires at the end of the year. Maybe it just sets up to sign him outright a little bit cheaper. So I got to pass on it. Maybe it's for – better things in the future for Mr. Palenka and the Lakers. All right, shooter pass. Kevin Durant should not have been fined 50K for that derogatory DM exchange with actor, quote-unquote actor, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> uh, Robbie, shooter pass. Um, Pass. What the fuck is a 50k fine gonna do to Mr. Twitter fingers? Nothing. That's like <laughs> chump change for him. Facts. They should have Here's what they should have done. They should have gotten Twitter and Instagram to suspend his social media accounts and all his burners like they did with Donald Trump. I mean, what a <laughs> fucking moron. Ooh. He is so hard to like. He really is. He was literally Blowing up Michael Rappaport, who's another fucking idiot. Like, like if he was like a little 12-year-old playing Call of Duty. Misogynistic, homophobic, brought his wife into it. Just completely 
unacceptable. That's not cool. <laughs> he thinks like I just I just think that Kevin Durant like every day, at least once a day, he thinks about the fact that people rank on him for going to the Warriors, like, and it bothers him. Every day he thinks about that shit. Mm-hmm. Should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I said (laughs) off the court. I'm not associating my mood with him. him. Smart man. Yeah, shooter pass. How do you feel about this situation, man? We didn't get to talk about it last week. Well, no, I I agree. She said it. Pass. I mean, even though the conversation was allegedly private and it became public, you can't do that. You know, Mike Rappaport's a bitch. Uh, Let me just say that also. Like, dude, come on. You couldn't handle the heat, so you just put him on blast like that. At the same time. Kevin Durant, you have to realize you can't do that because this is what could happen, and it's exactly what happened. So, like I said, either Kevin Durant, he always has something up his ass, bro. He's always upset, like Robbie said, about the Warriors' decision. Like, dude, you don't have to fight every single comment that comes your way. Like, why are you beefing with Michael Rappaport? What's the last good movie or show he's done? Like, really? You want to die on that hill for this guy? So, yeah, I just feel like, you know, if he doesn't adapt <laughs> and he keeps using this type of language, they're going to try to cancel his ass. You know, obviously they can't. Yeah. He's a basketball player, but, you know, they can cancel him in other ways. So, yeah, pass. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, the thing is, I don't want to pass, but, like, the thing is, it's like, man, like, what happened to KD? Because I followed Kevin Durant very closely coming out of Texas, getting drafted with the Sonics, and then eventually they moved to Oklahoma City. The, the, there was not nothing... That would have said and screamed, Kevin Durant's about to be this ridiculous online social media presence. And people are eating it up. And like, for the record, though, too, you know, Michael Rappaport is an idiot. I agree with you guys. And we're not trying to, you know, take his side or, 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 you know, be like, oh, that's just him. You know, that's how he is. No, he's an asshole, too. Like, I'll agree with that. But the, that that's what he does. Like, we why entertain it? Like you said, Gabe, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is with Durant, it's like, like, dude, you literally are, like, these, this most unstoppable basketball player in the entire whole wide world. Like, at some point, like, I just felt like if, like, after, especially after, like, Golden State, too, like, it's just like, man, like, what happened to you? What, where, what happened to your circle? Because now, you know, you're looking at, LeBron's the bar, man. I, I'm sorry, but LeBron is the bar. And you could be up there, right? Just keep your shit straight. Mm-hmm. So my problem is is with with Durant is that, you know, it's cool. It's funny to me. Like, I'll laugh at it. I think it's funny when he does all these clapbacks and he wants to get on, right? But there's so many other ways for you to do so. Like, you can come back online. You can see a tweet. You can make a comment and then go back to practice and start saying positive things. And, like, you know, not that he hasn't done a lot for his, his area, his community and things like that. But it's just like, man, like, I don't know, man. I just feel like Kevin Durant could be a lot better than what he is, but he's already so fucking good. And I saw a tweet, you know, today that said, I forgot where it's from, that said that he could probably do this to the age of 43. And I agree with that, too. That's the, the part about it is that he's got it made so fucking good to the point where it's like you can go dick around on social media and still jump on the basketball floor and be great. So for me, it's like, man, maybe I can go, you know, go play video games for a little while, come back and do something I'm really good at. You know what I'm saying? I'm still good. I'm still fucking good at it. That's That's kind of like the mood where I'm at, but. Maybe I could tie it in that way, but yeah, that's how I feel about it, man. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with KD, man. Like, how old is KD? Know, huh? He's like gotta be, he's gotta be like thirty-two, right? He's like right behind you, Gabe. Like, <laughs> or right above you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at some point, like, like it, 
look, that that Nets team fits together really well mentally. <laughs> they oh, they're really good at basketball, <laughs> but off the court is yeah. I mean, just like I said, it's all about the oh. decision. That's why he's so upset because people won't let him forget about it. And you know what? You look, look. We do this all the time with superstars. If you don't want a ring, we kill you. So the Rams like f this. Let me go get a ring. Now he did it in a way that people would hate, but he got his ring. So it's like. You really can't win in that situation, but he did it the worst possible way. I'm sorry. But his personality, well, just, just his personality, just transitioned, man. To my it's, opinion, it's that say, and and his reaction to it too. So terrible. It's like, like, dude, you you have all this money. You're Kevin Durant. Why are you fighting with why us? The, yeah, yeah. Why the fuck do you care what people think? You got the money. You got the championships. Shut the fuck up. This is the one time I will say, shut up and play basketball. I mean, it's, to me, it's kind of like he wants to do things in his own in his own way, right? And and he's trying so hard to do it, but it's like, because, you know, LeBron kind of already has that path of like, okay, like, I'm Mr. Like, superhero. I built a school. I, you know, I'm doing so much for Black Lives Matters. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, uh, the whole thing with the Florida voting, you know, he's paying fines off so people can vote. You know, he was organizing that. He has his entertainment, Spring Hill meet. You know, there's so much that we can talk about. But the point is, like, what does Durant have on his resume behind that? You know, and it's just like, well, I want to stand up for myself against the media. It's like, to me, it's like him and Kyrie are so, like, anti-media to the point where it's like, dude, it's not worth it. Like, the media is a part of your career regardless if you hate it or not. Like, They're mm -hmm. both immature and they're both insecure. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> as an adult, like I just I won't have the energy to do that. Like I just I all right, you guys like if someone tomorrow tweeted at me or said some weird shit, like and the thing is like like Rapport wasn't that offensive, like what he said. He was just like, Hey, just don't do the interview. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like he said, like, oh Kevin Wright, you're a piece of shit human being for not like answering questions. That's different. But hey, you know, I don't agree with either. So whatever. All right, let's get into dribble, dunk, or flop here. Uh, this is not the Orlando Magic Edition, like my script still says, but we will play our own version of Mary Fuck or Kill Y'all, based on I'm some doing, rankings. I'm doing this script at six o'clock in the morning, just you rolling bastard. out of bed. I, Robbie, Leave I just me alone. noticed that, Robbie. I, I just alone. noticed that. I didn't even call you out. I just noticed it. No, you did it. I think by now everybody kind of knows that I that I uh, make uh. these scripts. I'm glad All I'm right. glad you didn't pull a Chevy Burgundy and just like read it, <laughs> just like yeah. Let's uh, dribble, dunk, or flop. Magic edition. Playing our version of Mary Fuck Kill based on the rankings created by ESPN and the Ringer this week. So let's talk about the Ringer's article here. They created some like rankings over like NBA rappers apparently. So obviously ranking. The rappers, quote unquote, uh, that are aka NBA players, um, and the, the ESPN article is about the uh, best twenty five under twenty five. So there was some beef about that. Those are our two categories today for dribble, dunk, or flop. Uh, we'll start with the Ringers article here, lady gent, and talk about <laughs> ranking the NBA players as rappers. Um, our top choices here. Uh, or the top three that we're going to dunk, dribble, or flop on would be Damian Lillard, Miles Bridges, and Marvin Bagley the third. Now, Robbie, I ask you, should we let you go first, or do we feel like Gabe is better prepared to go first? 
wow, what are you implying here that I'm not prepared? Because I'm, because I'm black. I, 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 I know you, first. Robbie. I, <laughs> Robbie, I know you're. I, well, the script writer is is obviously prepared, but yes, I feel like yes, I am so prepared extensive... that I forgot to swap out <laughs> some, some stuff. Like Anyways, th- let's Probably. just you know. So um, Gabe is uh has done some homework, extensive homework. So YouTube yes. watching out here. YouTube, you know. Yes. Some, yes. Uh, yes. 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 Um I I can say this. I most definitely did not spend the amount of time that <laughs> Gabriel Lloyd spent on YouTube and Spotify. It was about 30 minutes at best, you know. Listening to the sounds of Dame Dalla, Miles Bridges and Marby, Marvin Bagley the 3rd. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna throw in my picks here, and you know what? All right, all right. Let's go. So my dribble, my dribble is gonna go to Marvin Bagley the Third. Um, I listened to his song "Look at Me Now" on YouTube, and I like the chill vibe of it. The beat is like something right out of a Drake album. His beats are pretty damn good overall. Lyrics kind of cheesy, and he did get obliterated in two diss tracks by my dunk choice. <laughs> Dame Dalla, so I can't make up my dunk. Now let's talk about Dame Dalla here, because what Dame Dalla, we 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 know what Dame Dalla has been able to do on the court. He's fantastic on the court, and then off the court, he has this pretty lucrative rap career apparently, and he's become so marketable. I mean, we see him on the Hulu commercials, on mm-hmm. the Gatorade commercials. He's got collabs with. Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, Jeremy, and he's got millions of streams on Spotify. And I just discovered that Stunting on You, he's on the remix, and that sounds a fucking bop, so gotta be my dunk. Now, for my flop, I I I just I listen to some of Miles Bridges stuff and I just don't feel qualified enough to say whether it's good or bad. <laughs> so I decided that for my flop. Bad. I would go into the vault and engineer a trade via time oh. machine. Okay. 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 Mm. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say, um, Gabe, you might be mad about this one because I feel like you've used his music before in one of our off season episodes. Shaq. Shaq is my flop. What? Shaq Diesel album. I'm not about it. I'm not about it. Go ahead, go ahead, give me your rebuttal. That's because Gabe's an old head, man. No. Other, other than Boom, other than Boom's like a Boom is a fucking bop. Boom is a fucking bop. Oh, man, I don't, I don't think I could follow that up that well, Gabe. But I mean, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not either. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just tell you what I use. But I, I feel, I feel like Shaq is still lyrically better than most of these new guys. But uh, he's not on my list. So sorry, Shaq. So I even swapped out. Okay, let's let's do it this way. All right. So the dunk is Dame. She already mentioned Dame. I compare him to Red Cafe, Fabulous, Joe Button, those tri-state rap area. You know, the tri-state rap guys from the New York, New Jersey side from the late 90s. That's how his flow is. You know, he's most known. It's a little gritty, grimy. And, uh, you know, it's actually not bad. You know, it's not on their level of rap because they got disgusting bars Filthy beats, and they all collab well together. Um, Fab, Red Cafe, and uh, Joe Button. But uh, yeah, Dame is definitely, I, I feel, at the top of the game. So I swapped out uh, Miles Bridges, you know, 
not bad. I played the one song I heard on YouTube by him. Yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool. But uh, I actually put in Anthony Edwards, and he is my flop because he has oh. a little, he has a little baby flow. Now look, I might get some flack for this shit <clears throat> because people love little baby. I, I I'm not feeling I'm not feeling little baby. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have heard tracks from him, obviously, right, little baby? You know who he is, right? Yes, Gabe. I'm I'm younger than you. Remember that, please. I don't know because you know we're getting older and this new generation is taking over. So we have a tendency to not listen to the new shit. But well, Chevy, you should because you're a DJ, so you know who he is, obviously. But yeah, but Baby's been out for a couple of years. He's now. been out a while, yeah. And I played some of Anthony Edwards freestyles, and he's he's akin to him, and that's just not my style. You know, you know, more power to him if you like him. Great, cool, whatever. Yeah. So Marvin Bagley's a dribble, and he has a Wale vibe. Um. I heard the one song, I think, um, it, it was okay. It, it was a little, it was positive. It was a positive message. And Wale can be a positive rapper occasionally when he's not talking about his upbringing and his life um, from the D.C. area. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to give Wale that. But let me just say in general, ballers who rap, you will never be on the level as a rapper. You know what I mean? Because it's more like a side hustle to you. And for these rappers, they've been doing this <clears throat> Or slinging drugs, you know, whatever it was from day one. Not to say that these these ballers haven't experienced that themselves because a lot of them had hard lives growing up too. But I just feel like it's more of a side hustle for these guys and the rappers who actually do it, you know, they just tend to be better at it. Yeah, hands off. No, I I could agree with that that statement too. But you know, for me, like Damian Lillard too, though, you you remember guys, he performed last year um, Wayne, I think right? at Wayne? the All-Star game. Yeah. Which was cool because we got that right before COVID hit. So yeah, you know, it was last year he got to perform, which is cool, man. Like you know, he's really built that up, and and that that's nice to see. So yeah, I definitely got a dunk with Dame. Um, very similar to what you mentioned there, Robbie. At least Marvin Bagley the third attempted some sort of like diss track and went back and forth with Dame. So you know, I mean, I give him credit for at least staying that in that far in with it. But obviously, nah, you know, Miles Bridges flop everybody else like if you're not good as Damian Lillard and I don't think that any modern NBA player in the last like I want to say five or ten years comes close to Dame Lillard to be honest with you I remember there were so many rappers who tried yeah Allen Iverson yeah. was terrible Lonzo ball raps LaMelo ball raps oh, I was gonna bring up um, Lonzo oh my goodness so it's a lot of, even Terry Rozier raps so a lot of these guys are doing it but that doesn't mean they should be doing it you know what I mean it's easier to rap these days, just like how you know a lot of people do podcasts, but they can't do as good as us. So you know, facts. Here we go. All I know is I I did go down a little YouTube rabbit hole with Lonzo Ball, and uh, it was really he's not funny terrible. to see him. No, he's not terrible, but like it was really funny to see him rapping about Big Baller Brand and the yeah Zo Two. <laughs> Remember the Big Baller Brand shoe that was like hundreds of dollars? That was. You know, people that bucks. ordered them never got them. Oh, they got a different version of it. Yes, and they crazy. fell apart right away. Yeah, that was really funny to hear him bragging about the the stupid shoe. Ugh, He's well, an honorable mention remember. for flop. Honestly, <laughs> remember the the uh, Kylie Kuzma this? Oh, Kyle Kuzma this? What do you call him, Kylie Kuzma? Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was yeah. Lavar, the song Lavar is pretty pretty good. I like that one from Zoe. Like Zoe, Zoe was cracking me up. Yeah. <laughs> when he dropped a little mini mixtape, I think it was like at least 2018 he dropped that, and um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. A couple of Killam has some cool beats, but yeah, man. 
NBA Raptors. All right, let's talk about the uh, ESPN end of things here. A little different scenario. The NBA's best under 25. Pretty much they listed and ranked the best players under 25. And um, there's a little beef and discrepancy there. So we'll, we'll pick our own, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll pick our top three here. Uh, Dunk, Dribble, or Flat Robbie on your NBA's best under 25. So this article was ranking these guys based on future potential, um, which is why I think a lot of people had beef with it, mainly because, well, LaMelo Ball was placed third, um, and he was above a bunch of people that he should not have been above, and he, you know, there was a very big separation between him and, say, Anthony Edwards, who was ranked at 19th, and Tyrese Halliburton, who was ranked at 21. I mean, I don't think the ceiling for LaMelo is that much higher than the ceilings of everybody after third. But anyway, um, so my flop will be Ben Simmons. Oh, you already know. Based on the three, op- based on the three options that you gave, Luca, Ben, and Jason, my flop is Ben Simmons because if we're basing this on future potential, I have to say that his ceiling is not as high as Luca's or even Jason's because even though he's a top defensive player, he's not a first option guy and he's limited in what he can do offensively. My dribble will be Jason Tatum. Um, He's another guy that, you know, as I mentioned before, has to develop his game a little bit more and he needs better pieces around him. But he hasn't peaked yet. He's 23 years old. So uh, we have yet to see what he can do. And, you know, assuming that the Celtics stay competitive, the sky's the limit for him. And then, of course, my dunk has to be Luka because we all agree on this. When it's all said and done, Luka will be in that GOAT conversation with Michael Jordan and LeBron. Mm. He spoke the spoken word, truth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, my flop has also been Timmons. I feel like he's already had his ceiling, unless he adds some shooting towards Arsenal, which doesn't seem likely anytime soon. So, get that out of the way. Dribble. So, here's the controversy. I say Lamelo Ball <laughs> because I I feel like you know, yeah, he's a rookie. He's only played half a year because he's injured. Whatever. I get it, but. This guy's potential to get even better. You know what I mean? He can shoot better from distance. He, he's already a great passer. He can finish at the rim. He dazzles on him. So I'm I'm high on the mellow ball, man. I love this guy. I'm, 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 I'm eager to see what he does in the future. And I think he has a really high ceiling. But like Robbie says, I don't think the gap is as big as where Anthony Edwards is and Tyrese Halliburton is on the list, you know, all right. But um, he's up so, there. So, Gabe, I mean, real quick, yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the fact that he was placed above a ton? He was only behind Luka and Zion because he was placed yeah. third. He's mm-hmm. above guys like Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker. Do you think he should be that high up on the list? Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with it, personally. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why. I mean, you wrote yeah. You wrote this article, didn't you? No, it wasn't <laughs> me. It wasn't me. I, I, I just feel like he, you know, he has the potential to be really good, and we've seen flashes of it. I, there's no disrespect to the other guys, but when you do these lists, it's like picking all-stars. People are going to get snubbed. You can't put them all up there. So this is just our personal list. This is just my personal list. And the dunk obviously has to be Luka. 28, 8, and 8, 37% shooting from three. I mean, this dude, is he's, he's a god. He's on the rise. Now, if, if you have to pick 
something at his game. Maybe it's conditioning. Maybe, you know, he won't be injury prone in the future. But he's definitely going to be mentioned with the greatest. And I think he will be the next Luka Doncic. Oh, sorry, the next LeBron James. But, you know, Luka Doncic in his own right. You, you know, I... The the whole thing about future potential kind of like throws me off, Robbie. Because now, like I'm thinking about it, like not that I didn't realize it, I, I did realize it. It's just like Gabe's kind of like he's kind of right, like in the sense of like like Lamelo Ball. But like if we really stack rank these guys, like all right, there's one, this is two, this is I don't, I mean, like based on potential, huh? That's, ben Simmons, like I got to flop because yeah, I feel like he's where he's at, and I don't really see him i mean i don't know maybe at age 30 he gets a jump shot who knows um but you know devin booker to me i feel like he would crack my top three him and jason tatum like so what i think that's one and two is definitely luca and zion like that's untouchable luca you know will dunk i'll dunk on him i'll dribble on zion but the third like you know is the part if we were to like rank top three would be, be the most difficult part for me and then, you know, it's whatever after that, honestly, because it's all potential. So, but I don't know, like, I don't think I could put LaMelo Ball game over, like, Devin Booker right now or Jason Tatum. And, I let me, feel like... And let me just add this. Like, we, we've seen we've seen Booker. We've seen, I guess, some of the guys we mentioned in the league for a few years now, right? Obviously, they're not done. They're still under 25, which is what the article states. And they have time to get better. I'm just basing it on what we've seen from Melo in the short amount of time we've seen him play. You know, he's been great. So I feel like he has a higher ceiling to realize that potential given more time in the league. That's not to say that those other guys won't get to that level as well. But you've seen Booker for a few years now. And that maybe he looks better now when Chris Paul is next to him. And you've seen Tatum, you know, a few years now. You know, and he's getting better. He grew a few inches. So there's always room to improve with all these guys. It's just that, you know, we don't know much about Melo. And I think the mystique and the mystery around it makes it that much better to wonder about his future potential. Yeah, I mean, that's the part that you kind of come back down to earth. And you're like, all right, all right, all right, ESPN. It, it kind of makes sense. It kind of does because it's it's based on potential. Um but I mean, such a small sample size for Lamelo Ball for me to put him over because I feel like most of these guys are turning their their corner. Devin Booker's is what twenty three or twenty four. Luca's still young. I mean, yeah, you know, we you're right, Gabe, in a sense. He he might be right, Robbie. I'll just say it. He might be right. He might. Well, here's the, and and look, here's the thing. I, <laughs> maybe maybe Lamelo's ceiling is higher than all of these guys. We're not gonna know for sure until the coming yeah. seasons. Yeah. However, I mean, if you look at this list, Ja Morant, Trey Young didn't even crack the top 10. RJ Barrett didn't even make the list. I mean, look, mm, that's a good point. Mission accomplished by ESPN because I'm 100% positive that they knew that by putting LaMelo all the way up there, they were going to get people talking. And look at us dedicating fucking. We're talking about shit. We, we are. I was going to say too, Robbie, you know, that's interesting. I was like, there's got to be other guys out there that are younger that if we're talking about potential because we haven't seen much of them but all right whatever there's a conversation about it we had it mm-hmm. we did yeah, it we did. it worked i mean we did it. this funds my paycheck so like i'm not opposed to talking about it <laughs> Mark. well um that wraps the show up that's it we did it right. another week down the nba is 
going to get popping. All eyes on the NBA. That's all we have left, really. I mean, unless people want to watch the first few months of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. 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 Yeah. No disrespect to baseball. It's just I don't watch it. Um, At this point. And then unless you guys wanted to watch, like, the Masters. Golf? Yeah. Gabe, you watch golf? I'm going to pass on that, too, bro. (laughs) Just hockey. You know, I mean, yeah. no disrespect again. I just don't watch hockey. I mean, shout out to the Florida Panthers. Yeah. I heard they're doing their thing, but, you know, I don't know much about yeah, it. Yeah, they, yeah, they got a good team there, too. Yeah, for sure. Florida teams, baby. Yeah, that, that's it. Any shout outs? Robbie, you go first. Ladies first. I mean, let's let's give a shout out, not to the NCAA, because fuck the MC, NCAA, but to the teams that played in the tournament, especially this past weekend, because... Um, Everybody and their mother was getting blown out at the M- in the NBA. There's so many blowouts. I, oh I told God. Chevy this. I remember tuning into the Warriors game, and they were down 61 points. And I'm like, um, no, I'm not watching this shit. So shout out to the NCAA teams that played in the tournament that made it fun and exciting. And, you know, it's crazy because, you know, I, I'm assuming you guys are bigger NBA fans than you are college basketball fans. So... During March yes. Madness, I feel like Practice. there's always a conversation in there where I find myself defending the NBA and the quality of, of what's, you know, the product that mm-hmm. is the NBA over March Madness or just college basketball in general. And it was really tough to make an argument this past weekend for the NBA with those Absolutely. Games. Absolutely. I agree. You're right. Every year, Robbie, every year. I used to be in my teens, in my early 20s. Glad, glad this March Madness is over. NBA time. Gabe can tell you. Glad it's NBA playoffs. Because <laughs> be, right now, right now in a, in a normal world, we'd be doing a, a playoff preview episode. Yep. Next week, at least, I, I believe. Um, You're right, Robbie. How about you, Gabe? Yeah, I'm going I'm to keep it short. Shout out to baseball. I never do this. Um, for for moving the All Star Game out of Georgia due to all the voter suppression issues that are blatantly obvious, and you know the players said they would boycott the game if they had it in Georgia. So you know, shout out to baseball for doing the right thing. Even though those things are really hard to do logistically because you have to plan ahead and get hotels and you know, accommodations and all this stuff. So you know, maybe they had contingency plans if this fell through. But you know, shout out to them for actually moving it. For sure, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my, my shout out goes back to a little bit on the college basketball side, but more specifically to our homegrown baseline times team, uh, Cody and John. The, great guys, great conversations on the past three and a half weeks we've had on podcasts. Uh, great content. They're still going to push out more content. Uh, no, Cody's really excited. He says that the NBA draft is his baby. And I quote that. He said it on the podcast the other night. And he also says that it's his favorite time of the year more than Christmas. So for a guy to love the draft so much, Jeez. you should listen to his content. But yeah, shout out to those guys. Uh, views on the Baseline podcast, the uh, college yeah, the, the college content was great for us this year, the March Madness. It was fun, you know, doing it with them. Uh, I, I was, like, in the little Charles Barkley role, you know, role. I, you know, I didn't really know too much coming into the tournament, full transparency, and just those little things here and there. I just know I just know Duke sucks this year. That's all I know. I know that Kentucky wasn't in the tournament. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I, I got a good insight. And I'm glad I did because 
boy, the NBA was so terrible. So I just want to tie that in with your shout out, Robbie, that those guys really want to just give those guys a, a good shout out here. And uh, sounds like a draft episode coming up in the summer with them will be happening. And um, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. The, uh, Cody's going to debut his first NBA big draft board, as he called it. Cody's big draft board on Monday coming up. So you guys check that out. BaselineTimes.com. Uh, that is my shout out for today. I got one more thing. Oh, you have one more thing. Yeah, uh, it's not a shout out. It's just, uh, you know, prayers up to DMX. Um, it's not looking yeah. good. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he's been my guy since middle school. You know, I know we could get us a little older. But, you know, I mean, it sucks. You know, drugs and all this stuff that you've yeah. gone to, it, it, it always overtakes you later in life or sometimes in early life. But, you know, shout out to him that he pulls through. I hope he pulls through because, you know, the dog needs to survive. Absolutely. I actually do have one more, so I lied. Um, I'm with you, Gabe. Um, WNBA 25th anniversary Nike jerseys. Man, these things are are nice. I'm not like just saying to say it. Like these are nice. These are fire. <laughs> these are nice. These are nice, nice Thank jerseys, you, man. I just hate the advertisements. It's so all over it. It's just annoying. So, so with that being said, right? They're putting the number back on the front of the jersey. That is like to me. If you're an NBA player, if you if I'm playing any sport, by the way, traditionally the numbers on the front of the jersey, like right, like yeah. I'm if I'm not mistaken, like almost all the major league sports that have a number, except I can't think about hockey right now in my mind, but like everybody has a number on the front. Of the, exactly. It's it, let's just talk about basketball. Fuck it. That is wild. That's disrespectful. Let's just delete the number and just put an advertisement in there. <laughs> like if you look at the Phoenix Mercury like uniform that they played in that bubble last year ugly it looked like maybe like a, like an elementary school graphic design like it's it's i don't even want to say it, it looks like rob your eye now they look like rob and i on canva right now that's what they look like right now beautiful they're beautiful they're beautiful see so yeah, a shout out to them i think that i'm going to because I, I still need to get my diana tarasi you know yukon woman i stand so um I think I'm going to get the Rebel version of the Phoenix uh, Diana Taurasi before it's all said and done. Okay. Shout out to WNBA for that. And that's it. Robbie Gabe, where can the people find you at on social media? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on the Twitter and the Gram. At Gabe Excel across the platforms. Word. Word.